This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce, made specially for you. So if you like hot sauce, you'll love Great White Hot Sauce. It's the hot sauce that bites back. Find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. Well, here we are, episode 69. On this episode, I got Lou Calicchio from the Music Relish Podcast. Love those guys. Always willing to sit in because Jack's not here. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. The show must go on. Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk about our five favorite Elton John songs. And uh, we're going to try to cover concerts from A to Z that we have seen. Can Lou fill that out? I know I can. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have... The KOFB Studio presents Milk Crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast hosted by Scott McLean. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Amanda, for that wonderful introduction. You know, you know the name of the podcast. I'm not going to say it. Welcome to the podcast. I had my mic muted, and I looked right at it, and I said, don't forget to unmute your mic. So this will get somewhat edited out. Maybe not. I don't know. It has to be because it's dead air. But uh, like I was saying, Jack's not here, so uh, I have my buddies from the Music Relish podcast that come in, and uh, they throw nothing but fastballs, and uh, Lou is a fastball pitcher tonight. Throwing thunder. Feeling good. Feeling good. Arms feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. I've got to say... What's that? Go ahead. My green, my green room was becoming was becoming a panic room. I'm like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I snapped my fingers to make sure I wasn't blanking out. <laughs> and I forgot to say, welcome to the podcast. I think I did. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, so before we get started, um, I got a I got a, a phone call from my from my brother today, Colin Colin McLean, one of the uh, producers, I guess, <laughs> of this podcast, and. Uh, one of the kids he works with um, is the son of a friend of ours. And uh, the other son of a friend of ours has his own band. And um, so I, I had mentioned it, and he said, yeah, yeah, they're really good. They, 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 you know, they got a great style, and you know, they, they don't have a manager, and, but they're really good. And. So I was like, all right, you know, he's like, you should be the manager. I said, I can't be the manager of a band from Boston when I'm down in Boca Raton. Although I guess, you know what, today, I yeah. guess it's easier than ever to have to be able to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I think what I'm going to do is I'll have them on. I'll have them on maybe next week. Okay. Give a little interview so they have something to throw out to their, to their fans. They have a, you know, a, a podcast interview. But um, so the brother cool. that works with my brother, uh, he sent me a, um, a link. They're on Apple music. 
they have a song on Apple Music, and I I listened to it. And I said, you know what? Shit ain't bad. Ah, good, cool. It's, I'm like, this shit ain't bad. It's it's different. It's it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like da 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 da, which it's good. Sometimes uh-huh. that's good, right? Yeah. So let me uh told them I'm going to play the song, which I you know it's it's I don't really uh, do this. But it's their song, so I don't think I'm going to get any copyright <laughs> violations. They're an indie free, band. Free publicity, kids. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an indie band right now out of uh, Winthrop, Massachusetts, which is right on the border of Boston. It's pretty much, it could be Boston with three beaches. It's right there, mm. right on the borderline of East Boston. So uh, the name of the group is The Point. P-O-I-N-T-E. All right. Good name. Yeah, 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 interesting. So yeah. I, I, I get this, and, and I, I'm like, you know what? Let me give this a listen. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm going to play the song. Lou, you're a music guy. Yeah. You know, um, this could be a critique, or it could be, you know, hey, I, I think it's a good tune. So let me play it. The name of the song is Runaway, yeah. and you can find this on Apple Music. Um, might be on other platforms, but he sent me the Apple Music. Uh, link. So here we go. Uh, Runaway four. by The Point. Let's play it.
Oh, there you go. Run Very nice. The point, right? Yeah, that's it. It's good. It's really good. Um, I got a lot of good things I could say about that. Start um, saying them. I, you, okay. First thing I have a quick, the, 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 the opening riff, and I know Mark Smith would appreciate this. It has a um, style council. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, which mm-hmm. I like, you know, Mark Smith, your buddy, my buddy, uh, both of us. And I, I don't know about you, but I love the style council. I like them. I like them. Yep. Yeah. So it's, that kind of starts it's off like soul. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, a pop soul, little funk. Um, you know, it's funny because I was wondering what to expect. I was expecting something heavier for some reason, although, I'm, do you know how old they are? Uh, 20s. Early 20s. Okay. I, I know it's, it's funny. A lot of the uh, younger musicians that I'm hearing in these younger bands, it's, it's a kind of a mellower sense, not so heavy. I don't know what the rest of the material sounds like. But I, for some reason, I was expecting something heavier, but I was pleasantly surprised. Not, nothing wrong with being heavy, but um, I liked the little vocal things they were doing there. Uh, the chorus, I mean, <laughs> it's not like, like with the Dick Luxor had a catchy chorus too, you know, but it does, which is that's the hook, the hook you know, vocal. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though, just when I thought I said the song might be going on too long, they ended it. So that's good. Exactly. I, said, I, I thought I, the same I, I think, thing. Okay, yeah. It's like, I, said, I think, okay, that, they made their point. I'm with the song. Um, nothing I liked about it, and it's something I'm noticing in some of the lyrics of these other bands, and you know, younger bands, like Bedroom Pop, and I, I think it's that kind of genre, sort of. Um, the lyrics, are, there's a lot of desperation, and a lot of dark, almost kind of down feelings. This is a very up kind of thing, you know? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a positive message, you know, like that, not that heavy, but I like what they were saying there. It was very, it's kind of lighthearted in a way. It's very, it's, there's love in there, but it's not overwrought or it's not teeter-tottering on the negative side of it, you know? Right. But uh, yeah, nice. Very good, man. Um, I'd, I'd definitely, if I were you, I'd, you know, my advice, but you know, have you heard more of their stuff? Uh, no, but I'm definitely going to. Yeah, I, we're, I definitely... we're checking out. Yeah, I definitely want to. Uh, uh, I think they're worth getting involved with, it, even on a fringe, you know, anything to help them out type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised when I heard it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, you know what? It's something also that my, that my daughter would listen to. She's okay. 18. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 58 and I'd listen to it. Yeah. No, so, I, yeah. I, I thought so too. It would not, wasn't just you know for young people you know or yeah not gen- necessarily strictly generational to one right mm-hmm. um yeah and i can imagine you know that they, i'm sure they sound great live yeah because that that type of music and I, i'm i'm not sure if that's their their niche their genre mm-hmm. right but um that type of music uh sounds good live yeah. It's easy to listen to live. Yeah. It's 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 it just creates a nice vibe. I think you said that. Yeah, you, know? you can move. You can move to it. You know, it's got a. a I mean, they call it a danceable beat. You know, that's cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um. So yeah, the point. Good name. Good name for a band. Yeah, and the song is "Run Away." I'm definitely going to uh, get a little more information on them. I actually, you know what? If 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 one of them is available, or a couple of them. Maybe I'll bring them on next week and just kind of do an interview with them, you know? And listen, this podcast isn't lighting the world on fire, but it has a little following, but it's not even that. It's the fact that they can use that as a send out type thing. You know, they can send that out to people say, Hey, listen, you know, we were on this podcast. 
I don't want any publicity from I I you know I'm all about helping other people. I I've always said this about this podcast. I don't need the money. I'm not in it for the money. Right. I'm in it for the pure love of music and talking about music and helping with music. Listen, uh, the Music Relish podcast. I mean, look at how many podcasts <laughs> would promote another music podcast like weekly. Really, it's true. I mean, <laughs> we do appreciate it. And we, we gave it back, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. It's, but, but like I said, it's the same thing, you know, when we started doing this, like it's it's because we love music. It's yeah. fun. Um, you know, we we got, I don't know if we ever, Perry and I have ever played any. No, we do. Like we lead in to some of our shows. The one lead in is a song we wrote. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's got, you know, we got some stuff, you know, it's rough, but we're going to do that radio show at one point. We're going to, we're going to play some of our old, old funny stuff. It's, Excellent. It's, it's, it'll be neat. It'll be neat. Um, I'm sure they would, um, I'm sure the point would love to be on your show. I mean, one thing, you know, if they want to use it for pro- promotional reasons, you have a very professional look to your thing. So oh. it, it'll, it'll look good on, on film, so to speak. So, sure. Yeah, man, go for it. Sure. And you know, listen, uh, I, I'll, you know, I'll bring you on if you want to talk. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. The more we can get out of them and the more they can talk about the band, I think the better. So I will probably, this is what, Wednesday? I'll definitely be sending a text out tonight after the show mm-hmm. telling them uh, that I played the song and gave them, a, you know. And I'm, listen, this isn't even a, like, I'm doing a favor. I, I genuinely like that song. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely like the sound. You know, you're like, you're like Mary the K now or something. You're going to be breaking yeah. bands nationally. Yeah. This, yeah. this is your way to become the next Irvin Azoff. Watch. Well, I think you the know. first, <laughs> we broke a band. We broke a band, Jack and I. I think it was uh, during the um, worst, worst names, as we were talking about worst names for a band. Oh, and I, <laughs> I found this band from Japan called the Bathtub Shitters. <laughs> <laughs> and I found two of their songs. I might be the only person in America that ever played those over you know any type of platform. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. I was, I, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. Look at they came up with the name. I gotta before look them up now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They came up with the name before they even got the band together. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they like the name. Bathtub shit is these Japanese dudes. So they go and they put a band together just to use the name. Fucking horrible. It's like that screaming and uh. yeah. Yeah. So you. this might be the second band that I broke. Right. I'm sure you nobody could, played the bathtub shit is. You could probably play their whole album and never hear about it. You know what? I'm going to see if they have more tracks and, and I'm definitely going to uh, 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 push as much as I can. And listen, for the yeah. people that don't know, Lou is a, Lou's a music guy. Lou's a musician. Lou, you know about producing, you know about engineering, you know a lot about the music. And I'm sure I, I could tell by your critique that you were sincere because, you know. Yes, yeah, thank you. You can tell when somebody's like, oh, they were great. And wow, yeah, that sounded good. But you, you, yeah, you legitimately had something to say and it was, it was good. I, again, they're young dudes. They're only going to get better. Yeah. They're crafty. You know, there's some... Definitely thought went into it. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, how they a little mature. It. it had a little bit of maturity to it, to the production of it, and uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked Some it. nice vocal mixing effects on in the stereo pan there. Excuse exactly. <clears throat> so that was again. Go uh, go to Apple Apple Music and download uh, "Runaway" by The Point. Runaway. And 
uh, we'll uh, be pushing them in the in future shows, hopefully interviewing them and and uh, seeing. Uh, looking forward to following their career because uh, I'll produce their first album. There you go, buddy. There you <laughs> for go. No, for nothing. Let's <laughs> get in. Well, they, nothing's for I'm nothing. sure. The, the, one thing I I have the ears, but I don't have the technology know how. Yeah, yeah. I, I would need I would need an engineer, man. I'm like, you yeah. Know, I, I know what I could want, but you know, listening to what they're doing, I'm like, yeah, it was really cool. But yeah, I'd like to know who. Then that's one of the questions I went asking: Who produced that song? Yeah, yeah. Self produced, you know? record, recorded at home. I mean, that's it's easy enough. To, I mean, anyone All can right. do it now. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like, yeah. Kids can do that today. Yeah. Like, imagine if we had that technology. I might have actually thought about picking up an instrument. Hmm. I always wanted to play the bass. There you go. I just, I just, but I just never, nah, not (laughs) now. 58, (laughs) my hands are all beat up from working dogs for 30 years. (laughs) I can't be working those muscles on my fingers. I'm I'm working with cardboard boxes and lifting and all the kinds of things. I I use the Penetrex and all the, uh, all the liniment stuff, you know? (laughs) Exactly. What's next? CBD or whatever it is. CBCGD. I don't think that would work. (laughs) It's it's all over the place. I heard mixed things. People say it didn't do anything. Didn't help you yeah. sleep. Didn't you know ease your pain? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But uh, all right, uh, on with the show. So, um, yeah. hey, I found out last night that I'm going to see uh, on October fifteenth in Fort Lauderdale. Going to see. Yes, you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, um, um, what's that? I'm sorry. Um, who's playing bass? Not even sure. I haven't had a chance. I just found out last night. And, uh, I think I heard a guy. I can't remember his name, but okay. Yeah. But he's worthy. He's worthy. I'm sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so my, 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 my son, I got back from college and he got a job teaching and a kid that he was friends with for his whole time at college. He met him up there. Uh, he had called him up and uh, long story short, he's like, Hey, is your school hiring? Kid got the job in like three days. Nice. So they lived in north of us, like three hours north of us, uh, this kid did. So job, school's right down the street. So he got into this, like, what am I going to do? And we said, well, my, my son asked, and we said, sure. So he comes down, he stays with us. We have plenty of room. My daughter just went off to college, so, you know. Right. Uh, so his parents came down, and they helped him get his stuff together. And it's beautiful, nice, nice people. Uh, the dad kind of a music guy and uh tell him no rent doesn't have to pay for food nothing just save his money these guys are going to get in the apartment together let them save their money we're we're okay with that so um so the father evidently was like hey uh scott like yes and the kid asked me last night i go yeah yeah i like yes well, my dad wants to get you a ticket. You know, he's going to get us tickets and David a ticket. And okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Which uh, will lead into the second part of the show, which is concerts. We're going to talk about concerts from A to Z and how many you can fill in the alphabet. You'll have Y covered already. Well, there you go. Y was always <laughs> sketchy with me. So I, I let me really? jump ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I got one. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll get to that when we get to that, right? right. So, but I want to start off with um, five favorite Elton John songs. And 
Five has been my number lately. I, for some reason, yeah, no. I like fives. Right. I don't know I like, why. I like, I like number stuff. I think it's interesting. Yeah, fives, I think. Something. Tens can be too much mm-hmm. sometimes. I like fives. That really makes you have to think, right? Yeah. If you ask somebody, what's your five favorite Rolling Stone songs? They really have to think about it. Oh, yeah. You know, so five came up, and I kind of like this little theme. So I'm going to run with it until the wheels fall off. Who knows? (laughs) So let's go through our five favorite. Now, last time we did this, it was, who did we do? It was was albums. Albums, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was Tom Petty songs. No, that's right. That's right. We didn't have one that matched. No, that's right. It was interesting. Yeah. You would think, right? Because of so many hits. So. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we're probably going to overlap. <laughs> All right. You gave us, you gave us an over under last time. I think you said two, right? Yeah. Yes. I think so. So what's your over under? Was that 10 or was that five? Top 10, top five. It was five. I, I think it was five. It was five. Yeah. Yeah. So how many do you think we're going to match? I'm going to say two again. All right. Two out of five. All right. So give me your number five. Number five. Five is Daniel from Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. Of oh. his nicer, mellower song. That's one I've always liked. Um, yeah. I had a brother, his middle name was Daniel. We used to call him Kim Dan. And, uh, it's reminiscent. And, uh, okay. A sentimental thing. And it's a beautiful song. Uh, it's a very, very beautiful melody. Well, I mean, most of his stuff is rather beautiful melodically, but that's always a nice one. I, 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 the, the, you know, the chord structure, the harmonic structure, everything. It's a really easy, loping beat. Very breezy song. Uh, nicely sentimental, not maudlin or too gooey, you know, but that, that was, that's one that might be the only mellow one on here, but, um, yeah, that was my number five. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number five is pull this up. Is Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters. Oh. That almost made my list. That's a that, that's such that a, great a great song, one. right? You know what album that's from? I'm not sure. I don't recall. Uh, Uni something. Uh, yeah, I think it was from. Uh, no, that's the label. Let me see the album. It was on. Oh yeah, Uni was the label. Yeah, that was the label. Um, Humble Connection. Let's see. Oh, Honky Chateau. Yeah, Honky. Chateau. Okay. Okay. Yeah, when he has the he has the round glasses on, he yep. has it's kind of a, yep. a forty five degree angle down on top, yes. kind yep. of a, 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 a what do you call that? Uh, like an old film type uh, type film picture. Noir. The yellow, the yellowish. Uh, yeah, Mona Lisa and Matt had his five minutes of fucking great song. It is. It really is. It's the great lyrics. Yeah. yeah, it's just five minutes of great song, which is probably one of the reasons it didn't really take off on am radio because True. it was a five minute song but um, yeah <clears throat> yeah well that you'd have to condense it well it's just it's just that type of, it's a more serious competition i think the different pieces you know on an album you're listening sound great but on the radio maybe it was a little too it's kind of cinematic in a way but so that that album actually had on uh honky cat right yep it has right. i think i'm gonna kill myself rocket man Mona Lisa and Mad Hatter's Salvation. So that was it's a pretty good album. Have you have you ever heard William Shatner's version of Rocket Man? Uh, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> and, and who wants to again? 
It went, I think I think it's, you need to see it once. <laughs> you have to see it at least once. That's oh, but, but still, you're like, right, oh yeah, beyond yeah. the preposterous and the bizarre. <laughs> All right, what's your number four? Number four is from Captain Fantastic and a Brown Dirt Cowboy writing, writing. Really? It's in, it's a weird. I've always liked that song. It's, it's guitar driven. Wow. For yeah. Nolan Johnson, but it's clean guitar. It's a very almost kind of jazz, jazzy guitar. Um, I th- it seems to be about their their partnership, Bernie Taupin and Elton. Unless we're using a metaphor for another relationship, um, will we still be writing in approaching years? But it's very melodic, a great guitar solo. I don't know if that's the that was the original core band that he worked with up until that point. Um, great band, by the way, the Elton John band. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guitar, the, yeah, it's a very clean guitar, but it's a very melodic song. Um, not reggae-like, but it's almost islandy in, in a kind of way. But there's a lot, that's an oddball song for him, but I, I always liked it. Islandy, unlike Island Girl. Uh, yes, yeah, very much uh, unlike Island Girl, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's when, he, that's when he, he lost me then, when he, Rock of the Westies. I got it <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. I got it for Christmas. I'm like, oh, man, can, can, can Santa <laughs> bring this one back? <laughs> but I like, I like the outside-the-box call. I like that. Outside the box, right? And not one of the common, not one of his uh, better known songs, right? No, and my others are pretty well known. I, you know, yeah, I never, I never had every album, but you know, they're, they're great songs. But that was just one that always stuck out. All right, stuck in my head. My number four is "Sorry" seems to be the hottest word. Hmm. Interesting. Just love that song, man. It's it's just a heavy song. It's a know? heavy song. Yep. Um, that's going more to wait. I was I was in later seventies maybe. Yeah, I, I yeah, forgot to yeah. put the. Uh, hold on. That is off of. Uh, 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 oh, the same as one of Blue Moves. Blue, okay. Yeah, seventy six. Seventy six. Yeah. Seventy six. Yeah. What if? I wonder if that's a top in. Elton John composition because I think at one point you know the I think going into the eighties you know he did other things with Tim Rice and other writers but then you know they got back again. It's Bernie Toppin. Is it okay? Bernie Toppin. Yeah, yeah. What a writer. Yeah, you know they had a unique way of doing things. He would write the lyrics. No, he would he would write the lyrics and send them to Elton John. Elton John would put the lyrics to music. Yeah, which is kind of backwards, isn't it? Usually the 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 music and then you kind of add the lyrics to the beat and yeah. So. How difficult would that be to put these lyrics to music? If if you use that to set the tone, you know, and the rhyming rhythm structure, like usually you have a piece of music, yeah, the, you know, like I said, fit the words accordingly. But hey, interesting. Huh. There's guys that I've seen that like Bono. He'll hear the you know say it's a beautiful day, and they just kind of mumble and then they throw out these little one lines and then they kind of piece it together it's a beautiful day you know you're writing to the music make it fit to the music yeah so how fucking brilliant was elton john to be able to take lyrics and then write the music around the around, lyrics around that, yeah i guess that's the inspiration just the uh, the probably the, the you know the the theme of the language and stuff i mean there's a lot of great language you know if you read some of these lyrics aside they read great you know you know, I love rock and roll by Joan Jep. You know, read it by itself. You know, you need the music to it. It'll just be rather simple, simple so, things. You know, but like those were it reads like probably in a prose or in a poetry. And I think that probably explains why Elton John 
if you think about it, Elton John has, in some of his songs, some of the fucking hottest lyrics to understand what he's saying. Perfect example, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Right? Try to follow those lyrics. He spits them out so fast at certain points. Right, right. That you, you know, that you just can't, you're like, you have to look at the the lyric sheet. Uh, Rocket Man. I never fucking got the burning on the fumes of... <laughs> right? I thought I said Vagabond or something. Is it, I, so I, it's, I, it's not me. It's, yeah, it's, no, no, it's not. I'm like through a lot of lyrics sometimes. It, it sounds more like a sound than yeah, an actual... Burning up the fumes yeah. forever long or something like All that. Right. I never fucking huh. got... But that's... If you listen to his lyrics on those songs, maybe the earliest songs... Some of them are like what? What the fuck did he just say? But it sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know, it fits. But Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting is one of those songs. Go listen to it again, and just try to if you haven't already. Forty-five years later, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I still some of them I I can't figure them out until I go and read them, and then I'm like, I know, know I know that my old man's a junkie and a barrel full of monkeys, and my old lady she don't care. I know that part. Yeah. My sister looks cute with a, brace, a handful of grease in her hair. That took me a long time to figure that one out. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know, in her hair, you know. That's like, uh, 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 what is it, uh, Pink Floyd, Dirty Girl? Ooh, yeah. I need a dirty woman. I need a Ooh, dirty. I need a dirty girl. Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> figure out what the fuck he was saying there for the longest time. I need to get around. And another well-known <laughs> is uh, a Mellencamp's Jack and Diane. Here down the hair to Diane, one run out of shady tree. I was like, I don't know what he's saying there. I don't think I want to know at this point. Tom Petty, Michael, uh, Michael American Scott Girl, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 actually, the 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 greatest of all, I guess, is uh, Manfred Mann, "Blinded by the Light." I guess that is the epitome of misquoting words uh, wrapped up like a douche. I fucking hate that version. <laughs> I hate it. So, I mean, the sophomore year of my high school, I came. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, these, did he say douche? Just to say douche, you know? <laughs> just to say douche. Yeah. You know, come on, you're gonna be vulgar. Just be creative about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what's your number what, three? What, what, what made him? What made that the Earth Band as opposed to the Manfred Man Band? Was it? The, uh, yeah. What, what made it earthy? Was it ecological <laughs> themes? I don't know. I don't. Uh, biodegradable, biodegradable douches. Even before that, yeah, before it's time. He was ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> that man for man was ahead of his Magic. time. <laughs> we, uh, we're on number three? Number three, yeah. Number three. Uh, Country Comfort from Tumbleweed Connection. Wow. I love that song. They're really going deep, yeah. I love Deep that cuts. That, they were uh, influenced by the band a lot. I mean, the song Levon was inspired by Levon Hell's name alone, yeah, if nothing yeah. else. But that was his, that early 70s, uh, Tumbleweed Connection. I don't know what year that was. 72 maybe um right right it's almost like it's almost like an american sound but um great great arrangement on that too yeah i'm going uh uh uh, straight up well-known song with number three number two will also be number one might be no it's it's a known song so no deep cuts for me uh number three is goodbye yellow brick road it's just a hard song not to like yeah yeah Yep. I, it's not a song that I that I turn off when I hear it on the radio all yeah. these years later. Yep. You know? Uh if you look at his albums, you'll see like what was the hit 
off of Captain Fantastic and the Brown Bear Cowboys. Shit, was there one? I, there I, I thought one. About, um, uh, wasn't Tower of Babel or Babel? Oh, Captain, I, I don't know. It was, and it's Captain Fantastic and the Brown Bear Cowboys. Cowboy. So, uh, people always say cowboys. Like no, no, no it's singular. Yeah, it's singular. So, so yeah, there was, was there there was a hit off that album though, right? Yeah, and actually, that the song that came off that is my number one. So I'm going to save that. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah, I was I was number kind one. of putting it together. I'm like, wait a minute. Shit. Yeah. So my number three was Goodbye right. Yellow Brick Road. Again, great song. And yeah. another song where you can't really figure out what he's saying in a, in a couple of verses. Hmm. You know, right? But you yeah. eventually do. All right, what's your number two? Number two, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. There you go. Great song. Great rock like and roll song. You can't song. go wrong with these. You really No, can't. no, no. I like it. It's, it's got an edge to it. You know, a lot of his songs are not so much guitar-driven. Um, That's got a lot of, a lot of good guitar on oh, it. That fucking song great pumps beat. you up. It really does. It's a great yeah. rock and roll. He's a great rock and roll piano player. Yeah. Um, He, he said one thing. No, he said, I'm not a great piano player, but I'm a damn good rock and roll piano player. So that was one of his things. But that's him playing on that. We reviewed the Jackson Brown record uh, for every man on music relish. And um, he's on one, he's on the song redneck friend. It's barrel house, you know, doing the Jerry Lee Lewis stuff on the keys, you know, um, just, and banger gone. That's him playing piano. Oh, that's right. You see it in the video. See him in the video. Yeah. But no credit, no credit to that either. Right. Right. No no, credit. Yeah. You just kind of watch first time I started went, is that fucking Elton John? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? He's got a goofball name on the Jackson Brown record. Like, you know, like the stuff George Harrison used to do. Yeah. You know, Angelo Mysterioso or whatever, but he's got a funny Johnny Tumbleweed name or something like that, you know. I used to yeah. um I used to stay home uh some Saturdays when I was when I was younger and uh you you knew that the the Saturday morning cartoons were over when you heard it's so Yes. Yeah. The cartoons were over. That was That's like it. they fucking dropped that Don Cornelius, that fucking genius. Right. Just how to market that, where to put it, how oh, to yeah. fucking put it out there. And I actually watched the episode with Elton John. There was only there was very few white yes. artists yes. that came on. Yeah. Um can you name another white artist that was that was on uh was Soul on Train? Soul, Soul Train. Very, very popular white artist. I'm, I was thinking in the disco era, I thought, maybe. Not, not KC and the Sunshine Band, but... No. no. With Bowie? Yep. Bowie. Okay, Golden Bowie. Years doing from that era? Yep. No, yeah, great, I saw great that episode, too. That's yeah. my favorite Bowie period. That's when he was in, uh, I believe it was the Young Americans, uh, when he did his Blue-Eyed Soul, Yeah. Uh, uh, which, again, yep. fucking Desert Island... Give me that mm. fucking album. Yeah. It is definitely, if not my favorite, it's the top five favorite fucking album. What a great, fu- I, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast. Mm. Young Americans it. is yeah. such a fucking great album, man. Yeah. Start great, to finish. Great band too. Except when he does across the universe. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's I like, don't, a, I don't like the Beatle version. That, I know. That's I'm, like I'm, a, a booger yeah. on Mona Lisa. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh you, uh, fucking, you missed that brush stroke, buddy. What, but, yeah, what, why? Why'd you do that? And he does it. Across the like, he gets yeah. into that deep. Oh, that was yeah, the, the wrong the Bing, album. The Crosby thing. 
Yeah, it just it just was the wrong album to put that yeah. song on. It's a fucking it's a ninety nine point nine percent perfect album. Yeah, you know. But uh, what Bruce Springsteen song did David Bowie cover? David Bowie covered. Uh, first of all, I'm the one that's supposed to ask the fucking questions. Sorry, <laughs> just, just popped in my head, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? I just saw this too. I am not bullshitting. I just saw something <laughs> about this. I don't know what. It's hard to be a saint in the city from uh, first album. Greetings from Asbury Park. Greetings from Asbury Park. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, sorry for the side road. No, no. Hey, listen, Lou. It's your show too, buddy. An exit ramp on the rock and roll highway. <laughs> you, you feel feel free to exit, enter, stop for gas, whatever you want, Lou. It doesn't matter. You should know by now. As I think Lou just froze up. So, uh, you know what? Let me see something here. I am going to do a little technician work here. Eh, nothing like starting. This is live stream. This is what you get. All right. Oh, well, Lou is frozen. Get a refresh. No. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to him. So I guess we're down to number two. I don't even know if you can hear me. This is, again, you're watching. This is live streaming. This is, this is the shit you run into. He has a very low signal network connection. Maybe I should just have him log back. There you go. He's going to log back on in a minute. Yeah, just logged off. So, well, with that... Now I'm flying solo, which I, I don't mind. I haven't done it in a while. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, you got to learn how to work with these things on the fly. Let me drink some water. That'll kill four seconds. <laughs> ah, that was good water. Purified water. That's the only water I'll drink out of a bottle. It's funny. You drink purified water, but you fucking throw a plastic bottle in the fucking trash. <laughs> Kind of doesn't make sense, right? Not helping anything. Well, let me move on then. I will get with my number two is drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll. Everybody's favorite, Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets is a great song. It's still a great song. That opening, dun. It's, it's one of the shortest notes for a song, an opening song, but it's one of the classic notes for an for opening, uh, 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 opening of a song. Fuck, I can't even think what I'm saying right now. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the opening riff for, for, for a song is that, dun, and then you hear the fake crowd, right? Because it's not really live, but the way they produced it sounded great. Sounded great. And uh, let me see. Benny and the Jets came off of, uh, what album? Uh-oh. Sent me a text. He said, uh, <laughs> Lou just sent me a text. It says, fucking crap internet rebooting. <laughs> oh, that, 
That's what happens when you're in the sticks of South Carolina. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right. Fucking crap internet. He's rebooting. But the show must go on. Yeah, Benny and the Jets. That's where I was at. Listen. Hang in there with me, people. Let me get these. Uh, let me see. I should know the fucking album. But, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. How did I? Why did I have to fucking look that up? I should know that. I should know that. Since Yellow Brick Road is one of my favorite songs, back to back off two two songs off that album. Let's see what other songs are on that album. I think those are the only two. And again, the thing about Elton John's albums is he, um, when he had hits on them, there, there were a lot of them, but this one had 17 tracks. Goodbye. Yellow brick road had 17 tracks. So he was fucking full boat. This came out in 73. That this, this was probably his, his, I would say his, his greatest solo album. It had uh, Candle in the Wind, Benny and the Jets, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, plus live favorites of uh, Funeral for a Friend and Love Lies Bleeding and Harmony. Harmony's a good song. I didn't even think of that. I don't know if that would be in my top five Maybe that might that might be six or seven, but Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was a slamming album. That was his uh, his launch. That that album just launched him into the next stratosphere. Um, and then number one, number one on my list is. See, uh, okay. Now I'm having technical difficulty. <laughs> Going on here, one of those nights. And for the podcast listeners, just bear with me. Bear with me for a second. This is live. You're gonna get it live. Um. Da, 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 da. Yeah, my number one song from Elton John is Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Like I referenced earlier, off Captain Fantastic in the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Not Cowboys. Say Cowboys. Which is a great album cover, by the way, too. He had some pretty good album covers. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was a pretty cool, cool album cover. Uh, let's see. Elton was was not the best-looking guy on the block, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, better looking than Joe Jackson, who has a fucking face for radio. But, yeah, Elton, Elton wasn't, but for, I guess for the 70s. He did all right for himself. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Where are we at? So that was my top five. Number five was Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters. 
Number four, sorry seems to be the hottest word. Number three, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Number two, Benny and the Jets. And again, another song. I just never turn it off when I hear it, even when it's halfway through the song. Just never turn it off. And number one, someone saved my life tonight. Evidently, someone saved my life tonight is, uh, it's about him when he was younger and he was famous. And the back then wasn't really the paparazzi. It was though, you know, he had magazines following him around. and He became ultra famous. So everyone wanted to know, oh, why, you know, who's he dating? Who's he dating? You know, all that shit. Well, they had set up what was going to be an arranged marriage for him. Evidently, the record company was behind it. And then, you know, God forbid, back then he said he was gay, and that would have fucked everything up in 73, 74, 75. So a friend of his called him and said, fuck them. Fuck that. You don't have to do it. Don't do it. Just fucking tell him no. You know, because he was evidently contemplating suicide because he just couldn't you know, he couldn't live that huge lie that would have been a fucking a, a, a titanic fucking lie to keep in back then hey the, the the you know the news people weren't uh they 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 weren't as aggressive as they are today or as the paparazzi was of the 90s when they just became fucking animals but they were still aggressive they were still aggressive back then. So he basically told them, no, I'm not going to do it. And they, they did a workaround. They did a workaround. And uh, yeah, and he wrote the song, Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Yes, sir. So what else do we have on the list here? While I wait for Lou to come back, because I have lined up. I have concerts A to Z. Concerts A to Z. Did I fill the blanks? Did I fill them all? I don't know. I think I did. I think I did. So, what the hell? Let me start, and then Lou can play catch up. We'll get his last two Elton John songs. (laughs) If he ever makes it back. And if he doesn't, that's okay, too. So, A... I've seen, and I'm not going to name every group I've seen, just kind of the groups that came to mind. So starting off with A, and A can actually cover A and B, but the first one, Anita Baker. I saw, and I saw the alarm. I saw the alarm. Um, but I put Anita Baker first because that was, she was, uh, and she was touring with the one and only, speaking of, uh, David Bowie's Young Americans, Anita was touring with the one and only Luther Vandross, the fat Luther Vandross, which is the best Luther Vandross. But uh, yeah, she was touring with him. I saw them at the Boston Gardens. I used to work there, so uh, I got myself, uh, Jim Hurley, Phil Kelly, and Joe Mack, Joe McDonald got us in. We uh we definitely stuck out in the crowd. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it was a great show. 
And at one point we, uh, we walked backstage. We somehow ended up backstage, I guess, cause I worked there. I worked at the boss and guns. I worked, uh, canine security outside. So I kind of knew my way around there. We ended up backstage and, uh, I think we were drinking their drinks and their booze and we were just kind of like, all right, let's get out of here. We're getting ready to head into the city. And, uh, I think Joe Mack, I want to say he stole a fucking box of t-shirts. <laughs> he picked up a box and, t- and we just walked right out of the gardens, right out the back door, literally the back door of the gardens. With a, I think a box of t-shirts or something. I don't know. The rest was a blur after that. But yeah, Anita Baker, saw the alarm, Orpheum Theater, Boston. As the story goes, me and Jack, and uh, they got off their tour bus at the top of the uh, alley that led to the, the venue. They thought they were in the back of the venue, and the band starts walking down. Me and Jack hung out with them for a minute, got their autographs. They signed uh, Jack's paycheck that he never cashed. So we got to meet the alarm. Those dudes couldn't have been fucking older than us. I think we were in our early 20s, probably 20, 19. These dudes were just as young as us. Uh, B would be Bad Company. First concert I ever saw. Boston Gardens. Again, saw a lot of these at the Boston Gardens. We, we were a spit hit away. Uh, funny thing about Bad Company is there was probably like 15 of us. And we... Uh, we were in the balcony, but we wanted to get down into the press box. Now, the press box back then, back then wasn't like a press box per se today. Press box was kind of a lower level to the balcony, like a step down. And it was for, you know, the writers and reporters, and they could see everything. It was right at the center ice or center court for the Bruins or the Celtics. And uh, somehow my, my brother Colin mentioned to him again, he, uh, he was leading the pack, my older brother. and. Uh, Proceeded to kick everybody out of the press box that had tickets. We were, we were fucking hooligans. And we all just took the seats. No one could get us out. It was, <laughs> we were assholes. A bad company. Yeah, hooligans. Before there was even a name for them. Mob. We ended up, like I said, sitting in the press box the whole show. Which weren't our seats. I, I think the rest of the people just were disgusted. They left. So bad company. Then we'll move on to see the cars. One of the most boring bands I ever saw live. Great music, great sound, great everything. Fucking the cars were the cars, but they were not exciting on stage. There's not much going on in that stage show. You got the music. You got some walking around. Rick Ocasek, like a fucking matchstick sitting there. That fucking dude was so skinny. I swear he used a tampon tube as a sleeping bag. That fucking dude is skinny. Jesus. Fucking skeleton with sunglasses. And a fucking big black wig. <laughs> a creepy looking dude. How he married that fucking model is beyond me. Like they say. Like they say. He either had to have money or. <laughs> I think you can finish that. There you can finish that. Uh, moving on to D, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode a number of times. Great show. Saw them in Southern California. 
saw them in Massachusetts, saw them in Miami, saw them. One of the only groups I've seen more than twice. I, I very rarely will go see a band more than twice. There's, there's a handful, a small handful that I do. Uh, but Depeche Mode, you know, first time I saw them was in Southern California at this amphitheater, same place. Same place where I saw the Eagles. I worked as security for the Eagles when they did their uh, Hell Froze Over tour, like fucking 20 yards from the stage. I didn't even care about the fans. Smoke all the weed you want. I'm fucking here for getting paid to see the Eagles. Um, but Depeche Mode was one of those bands where all of a sudden they play the song. You're like, fuck, forgot about that song. Shit, forgot about that song. Oh, shit, then there's that song. Yeah, so Depeche Mode, always great. I, I enjoy them. I, you know, great, great show. Uh, Dave Gahan is nonstop. Great front man, underrated front man. The guy has all the fucking energy in the world. Just does not stop the whole show. He is moving. Then moving on to E, uh, the Eagles, like I just mentioned. I actually saw them at the Boston Garden for, I think it was the Hotel California tour. Uh, and then I got to see them, I don't know how many years later, 20 years later, when the Hell Froze Over tour. I saw them in Southern California. I was working uh, concert security. I was in the Air Force. Side gig on security, and I was like 20 yards from the stage. And, uh, yeah, boom. Free show. Got paid to see them. Actually, during the show, some dude wanted to smoke weed, and I told him no. He literally handed me a hundred bucks. I said, smoke away, <laughs> smoke away, smoky smoke. I'm just going to watch the show. And I, uh, I ended up kicking him out <laughs> about 30 minutes later, he turned into an asshole. All right. I got two lose on the screen. I'm going to bring on one. There we go. He's back. Hello. No, you got to fix that mic. Yeah, same thing as before. Is your mic muted? Uh, my mic's not muted, no. No, I'm good. Let's see. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Uh, here we go again. Da 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 da. This I is one of them. How about now? Can you hear me now? Ah, oh, this fucking. You can't hear me? <laughs> oh, Jesus. How's this? I'm just going to fucking. I, I know what I'll do. Hold on. I'll just. Ay, 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 ay. This, this is fucking crazy. Ah, da, da, da. You can't hear me, Lou. Can you hear me? This is going to be a tough episode to listen to for <laughs> the podcasters. Can you hear me now? Hello. 
I can hear you, but you sound like a tin can. And I can't even exit out. I can't even get off my own. I'll be right back. Hold on. I'll be right back. This might hold. This whole thing might shut down. Can you hear me? <laughs> hold on, Lou. Ay, ay, ay. I'll be back. Can you hear me now? Hello. Can you? <laughs> he still can't hear me. Ay, ay, ay. This show might have to be continued. <laughs> it's might have to be continued. Uh, I know he has to be able to hear me. Has to be. I mean, it's got to be him. Hey. hey. <laughs> you know what? Let me try something. I'm watch it. I'm going to watch it and see what's going on. Uh, you know what, people? I am going to cut this one short, and we will pick this up next week. <laughs> if this doesn't work. I can't hear you. You can't hear me? There's no sound. They can hear me on this. All right, listen, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to cut out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. It's, it's just, just wasn't meant to be. It's an hour. You got an hour of entertainment. I'm going to just... I'm just going to exit this out. I'm flying to Chattanooga tomorrow morning anyway, so I got to end this one. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll pick up where we left off. We'll see if Lou wants to come back, and uh, we'll we'll get this thing done one way or another. I'll get through that list. All right, everybody. Have a good night.